This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday, the 25th of February. In your Squeeze today, more info on the extent of Tiger Woods' injuries. Brisbane gets closer to hosting the Olympics in 2032. Europe's biggest cocaine bust. And the power of a tweet. This is your Squeeze today. Early yesterday, Claire, news broke that Tiger Woods had been involved in an early morning single vehicle car accident in Los Angeles. Images of the crash show a very mangled car. What we now know is that he was alone and he's undergone surgery, Claire, for severe fractures of his right leg. His right leg is a bit of a mess. Surgeons have stabilised open leg fractures, so bone that was exposed to the air. That was done by inserting a rod into the tibia, so that uh, long bone that goes down your lower leg. Uh, Also, injuries to his right foot and ankle, they've also been put back together with screws and pins. What officials said was that drugs and alcohol ruled out as factors in the crash by officers at the scene, and he was very lucky he was saved by his seatbelt and by airbags. It's important to talk about his leg because of course he's one of the most high profile golfers in the world. He's probably one of the most high profile sports people in the world. He won 15 majors, the most recent of which was in 2019. He's had his fair share of personal setbacks, Claire, as well as injuries. Everyone of course is asking, will he play again? And there's a big question mark over that that no one is able to answer. Uh, He had already had surgery this year. In January, he underwent his fifth back surgery. He'd had to pull out of a couple of tournaments in the first part of this year because of that surgery. But whether it's his back or his personal injuries, as you say, he has really struggled, but he has also overcome them to soar to great heights again. So fingers crossed for him. He's 45 years old. Sounds like, yeah, he definitely has a long road ahead, but plenty of people in the sport and outside of it have wished him a speedy recovery. News this morning, Claire, that Brisbane is now in exclusive negotiations with the International Olympic Committee, the IOC, to host the 2032 Olympic Games. This is as close as it gets to confirmed, Claire, and as someone who, as a child, had a scrapbook of every newspaper article about the Sydney Olympic Games, little tiny Kate is pretty excited about this news. It so doesn't surprise me that you are a scrapbooker. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. How cute. (laughs) And dorky at the same time time so but, <laughs> yes oh, the Sydney Olympics were something of course Kate and yeah to have the yeah. opportunity to get it back would just be incredible uh, what happens in the process at the moment is that Brisbane and the bid for that 2032 games is before the IOC a committee of the IOC has had a look at the bids that have come in and Brisbane looks to be coming out on top the winning bid will be revealed later this year but Brisbane seems to be in the box seat as the preferred bidder. Yeah, it's looking very, very good. Good chance to plug our new podcast sport today too, Claire. First episode was out yesterday Ooh, in, in my best uh, sports commentator voice. Greg and Gemma are off to a flying start. <laughs> they really are. They're out of the blocks. They're out of the gates and <laughs> away they go. Yeah, it's a terrific podcast. It was so exciting to hear yesterday. 
4pm it's released. It's good for sports lovers, but also for those of us who aren't necessarily sports nuts. If you just hate being left out of the conversation, this one's for you. Subscribe by searching for Sport Today in your preferred podcast app. Links are also, of course, in our episode notes. If sport's not for you, but you know someone who would like it, tell them about it. Word of mouth is the, the number one way we grow our podcasts. Defence Minister Linda Reynolds was due to deliver a speech at the National Press Club yesterday. Claire, that speech was supposed to be about defence policy, but given she's the minister who Brittany Higgins worked for at the time of that alleged rape, it was likely that she would have faced plenty of questions from the media about that too. It wasn't to be, though, yesterday that speech was cancelled. Linda Reynolds was admitted to hospital on the advice of her cardiologist. Reynolds was under quite a bit of pressure. Uh, Last week, she was in quite tearful scenes in the Senate as she had to clarify earlier statements that she had made about what went down with Higgins in her office. Uh, Also, of course, uh, even though that pressure continues on the political front, plenty of people did wish her well, including Brittany Higgins. Yeah, she tweeted yesterday that she genuinely hopes Linda Reynolds is okay and she wishes her well with her recovery. On Higgins, she made a formal statement to the police detailing sexual assault allegations yesterday. Bit of vaccine controversy, Claire. A doctor has been stood down from the COVID-19 vaccine program after giving two elderly people at a Brisbane aged care home an overdose of the Pfizer jab. So the federal government is responsible for the rollout of the vaccination program in the aged care setting. And that's where this oversight happened yesterday. The 88-year-old man and 94-year-old woman have been hospitalised. They show no sign of an adverse reaction, though, in good news. But Federal Health Minister Greg Hunt said the doctor in question had not completed the required vaccination training program and he's been stood down and an investigation is under away. And still on COVID, Australia's eastern states have imposed fresh restrictions on New Zealand travellers. That's due to a COVID-19 outbreak in Auckland, and it's against federal advice, Claire. Yeah, our Chief Medical Officer, Paul Kelly, announced the resumption of quarantine-free travel for Kiwis on Saturday, so it does seem to run contrary to that. So this means travellers from some parts of New Zealand will have to quarantine for 14 days upon arrival into New South Wales, Victoria or Queensland. Over to Europe now, and in Germany and Belgium, authorities have seized, Claire, a record of more than 23 tonnes of cocaine that was destined for the Netherlands. Apparently, it's the largest amount of cocaine ever seized in Europe. It has a value somewhere in the billions of dollars. Yeah, 23 tonnes of cocaine will add add up to be quite a large seizure. And as you say, what they're saying is it is the largest. Some was hidden in shipping containers filled with wood blocks, uh, others in tins of putty. Uh, When officials found irregularities at, at a couple of ports with shipments coming from Paraguay, they took a closer look and Paraguay is considered to be a key transit country for drugs. Uh, Certainly that in the billions range means that officials were feeling pretty good about what they found earlier this month. And just to put in context just how much money we're talking about, the street sales value range could be between $1.8 billion and $4.2 billion. (laughs) That's quite a range. And that's just for 16 tonnes, which was the amount seized in Germany. 
Elon Musk, Claire and Jeff Bezos are in a tight tussle for the world's richest person. It's been Bezos for quite a while until Musk overtook recently. He only held on for about a month, though. He's now fallen back to second place after shares in Tesla headed south, likely because of something he tweeted. He likes to tweet and he certainly likes <laughs> to tweet some interesting market um, information as well. What he said was that he thought that Bitcoin and another cryptocurrency were slightly overvalued and of course with Tesla taking quite a big position uh, with their cash in Bitcoin a couple of weeks ago they actually purchased 1.5 billion US dollars worth of Bitcoin that sent Bitcoin down which of course affected Tesla's share price so that has affected his own personal wealth and yeah what a race to be tussling for. Absolutely I wonder if you did it after a few wines we've all posted or texted (laughs) something we wish we could take back after a few Mm -hmm. wines. What do you think? I think he's smoking things by other things. I mean, some have speculated that he's doing it deliberately. I mean, the power of a tweet, Claire. Indeed. Squeeze the day, keeping the sport theme this week. Today is the 20th anniversary of the death of Aussie cricketer Don Bradman in 2001. He was 93 years old. Also the T20 cricket in New Zealand, the second in that series. Yeah, Australia going head to head with the Kiwis. Yeah, a bit of sport this week. Good week to launch a sports podcast, hey? It is. (laughs) Enjoy your Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow to close out the week. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more, and get a great discount, visit nordvpn.com forward slash squiz today.